Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. I've had a pretty spectacular week. The week of recording this, it's been my birthday. So I'm very spoiled and privileged to have such amazing, amazing people in my life. And um, I really am blessed. As I've got older, I've learnt to appreciate everything. And what I'm working on currently in my life, because we're all we're all an evolution, aren't we? Every day, doesn't matter what we're going through, we want to work. We want to work on the things that we know need practice. One of the things that I have always done. And I've done it since a little girl. I would say that my memory, I don't know, I, I my, my memory is really busy all the time, if that makes sense. Like I'm always thinking of what I can be doing to improve or something will pop into my mind. My husband calls it the um, shiny object syndrome. I'll be in the middle of doing something and then I'll quickly run off to start something else because it's so important to me that if I don't quickly get onto it, I might forget about it or it won't come out as my vision as I see it in my head. And um, what I'm trying to do at the moment is I'm trying to learn how to just be present. So when I'm talking to someone, making sure that no new thoughts are coming into my mind. I'm just trying to be present, look in their eyes and be of the moment. And this is what I've been working on for the last few months. And it's it really has. It's made a difference to my relationships because what happens is people just can tell that I am so interested. You ask a different sort of question. The questions are more loving because I'm really, really interested in the response. I'm interested in my friends and family, how they're going in life and what they're what they're doing and learning and how they're evolving. So it's really important for me to be present. So anyway, a little bit about what I've been working on over the last few months. Um, and I'm I'm sure there's no doubt that if you're listening to this podcast you have a lot to work on right now as well. And sometimes the problem is, where do you even start? Because that's what my clients say. Like, I just don't even know where to start. But today, I wanted to talk about something that I often hear. And it is, I F-U-C-K'd it up. I've made some mistakes I could have done things differently. I should have listened more. Um, Whatever it is that is your belief about what went wrong in your relationship or is currently going wrong, I wanted to tell you it's not your fault. Simple as that. People aren't talking about this. 
No one talks about this, but that's why I am, because I like to do things differently. But it's not your fault. Now, let me explain why. If you have feelings of anger, you may even have feelings of the reason our relationship didn't work because my partner was lazy, maybe controlling, maybe you felt like there was a lack of love, maybe your partner is selfish in your eyes, you may have felt bullied, you could feel lost and helpless. You could maybe even be feeling really hollow. Hollow resonates with me because I remember that's how I felt. I felt this massive void in my gut all the time. And you will have heard me talk about it before. I was in a room with four other people, but I felt so lonely. And maybe even you're being gaslighted, taken advantage of. You may feel used, taken for granted. You could be so disconnected that you wonder how you even got into the position or picked the person as a partner. You could be abandoned, feel unloved. You could be uncertain about your future, heartbroken. You may even feel invisible and used. But here's the thing. Why it's not your fault? Let me explain. In our lives, we have this thing called content and context. Now, what content is, content is our environment. It's our home, our work, our relationships, our hobbies, our sports. There, that's our, our environment, the things around us. And then we have other people's opinions. You know, people will often tell us what they think we should do, what we shouldn't do. They will tell us what possibly we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. And when I'm talking to clients, I often say, imagine that you're wearing a white suit. Someone else is covered in mud and they come up and hug you. All of a sudden, your white suit is now covered in mud. That's what can sometimes happen with other people's opinions or or what other people believe. And they tell you for so long that all of a sudden, your white suit is covered in mud and you lose yourself in it. And that could be you in your relationship right now. You maybe have lost yourself, the real person that you were. And then we have individual thoughts. Now, the interesting thing about our individual thoughts, they are driven by our context. So our context are things like our unconscious thoughts our beliefs and our programming, it's where the easiest way to describe it is where we live on autopilot. Things just happen and we can't even in many cases remember how we even did them or got to where we arrived. You know, you've obviously been there as well, just like I have. You get in your car and before you know it, you've got home, but you can't even remember stopping at a red light or stopping at a stop sign. And then you wonder, oh, I hope I didn't go over the speed limit or anything like that. That's living on autopilot. We just get things done. And often you'll hear people say, and I'm one of these people that go, wow, the week went so quick. Where did it go? That's because we're living on autopilot. We're just getting the things done that we need to get done to survive. And then we have our stories. 
And our stories are the things that we tell ourselves, like this is all too hard, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, whatever stories you've been brought up with, I can't do this alone, I'm not strong enough. These are all stories that are going around and around in our heads. And then the last thing we have when it comes to context is our habits. And our habits are just things that we do without even thinking about. They're things that have, whether it be smoking, because you don't think about smoking, do you? You just get up in the morning and don't go, oh, I'm going to be a smoker today. I might go and have a cigarette. You get up in the morning and automatically you start to smoke. And not that I'm a smoker, but from family members that who have been smokers, I've witnessed this habit. It's not like they go, well, I'm going to go and have a coffee. I might now have a smoke. They just do it. It's just a pattern. It's a habit that they live in. So let me explain a little bit more about content and context. On our left-hand side of our brain, where the content lives, is our logic side, the side with science and mass and time and where we're practical, our reason and our short-term memory. Our content lives on that side of our brain. And then on the right-hand side of our brain, where we have like passion, color, creativity, our identity and feelings and our long-term memory. That's where our context is. So as I said before, unconscious thoughts, programming, living on autopilot, stories, habits. And when we're going through a divorce or we're going through a separation, like I said to you at the start, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault because it's the context that you're living in. It's not your fault because you have been like brainwashed. You have been programmed. You're living on autopilot. In your relationship, so many things have happened that they've just become habits, don't they? You're into the habit of looking after everyone else. You're into the habit of putting people before you. You're into the habit of maybe making sure the house is clean, the dishes are done, whatever it is. Maybe it's going to work. It's making sure the bills are paid. That's your responsibility or what you see is your responsibility. And what happens is when we leave our relationship, If we do not change our context, so our way of being or our unconscious thoughts and beliefs, this is where we start to make the same mistakes again. And it's it's a massive concern of mine. You've heard me speak before if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. 45% of first-time marriages fail. In some cases and some countries, it's higher. It's above 50. 70% of second-time marriages and 90% of third. The numbers are massive. Now, I can't do anything about the first person you married or the first person you've got into a relationship with. But I can help you. I can help you make sure that you don't make the same mistakes like the 70% do and the 90% after that do. And how can I do that? I can change your context. I can make sure you understand 
why this is not your fault. Because how can it be your fault? How can it be your fault if you feel unloved, if you're angry, if you're controlled? What if these are just unconscious thoughts that you aren't even aware of? Now, here's the thing. Now, if we can change your context, then we can change your life. So if you think about it, you have been pretty much trained to be the person you are right now without even really knowing it. Now, we've heard many times people leave a relationship and then they go into a similar sort of relationship or they go back even to old partners because it feels familiar because that's their context. Imagine though, if we could change that. Now, all of these things that I've talked about so far, which may sound familiar to you, these are the people that I call the struggling separated. And I know who the struggling separated are because I was one of them. But what I want to do, I want to turn each person that leaves an unhappy relationship, I want to turn them into a life lover, from a struggling separated into a life lover. And how do I do that? Well, I do that by changing the context of people's beliefs. I do that by getting them to really understand what has not been working and why our stories that we tell ourselves over and over again They're simply not true. In so many cases, they're lies that we've believed for so long that it becomes a habit that we tell ourselves. It's like this story on loop in our brain. But until you can highlight all of these things and be able to pinpoint them and go, oh, aha, holy moly, now this is all making sense, nothing will change in your life. And I suppose that's why I'm so passionate about people that think they can just turn up to a lawyer. They think they can just walk into a lawyer's office and have a conversation and their life will turn around. And unfortunately for these people, it's one of the greatest mistakes they can make. For instance, I had a lovely lady who came to me from a a counsellor last week and she said, I want to start working with you. Now, what happened in her content, one of her girlfriends said, look, I think you can do this yourself. Come on, I'll go to a lawyer with you. So off they went, the two of them. They went to a lawyer's office. They sat down and they did their hour and a half consultation and took all the the, um, information that they needed and got things in order. Um, The girlfriend actually said to the lawyer because the friend thinks she's doing the right thing. So I'm not being unfairly unfairly critical of the girlfriend. The girlfriend thinks she's doing the right thing. And sometimes we, we also need to feel needed. So I'm never met the person, so I'm not sure why she's done what she's done or, you know, but I do truly believe she's done it from the kindness of her heart. So then they decide to write a letter to the ex-husband and get it posted. Now, this was uh, last Thursday. Anyway, my meeting with this client was then this Tuesday just gone. 
and she was heartbroken. She said to me, Tanya, I am so sorry. My girlfriend said to me I needed to go to a lawyer, so I've gone off to the lawyer, and these are the things that I've done. Now, I'm not at all angry at her. Actually, if anything, I feel sorry for her that she doesn't understand that she doesn't have the control in her life to be able to stand up for what she truly wants. So she's now been forced into a situation to go directly to a lawyer to send a letter off to her husband. But what her girlfriend does not simply understand is by changing the content, nothing will change in her life. We need to change this person's context. We need to make her understand why she feels the way she does and empower her to change. Because what's going to happen, as soon as all of the legal stuff has gone through and it's going to get nasty because of you know, the girlfriend's in her ear telling her what to do and what not to do. She doesn't have someone on her side that is not emotionally attached, that can see the situation for what it is, that can talk to her about the context of her beliefs and the stories. Because just imagine oh, he did this to you, I can't believe he did that, oh, we can't allow that to happen. Whatever stories are being told to this person are encouraging her behaviours. And that's where all of the drama happens. That's why so many people make mistakes and that's how they remain struggling, separated and become part of the 70% and the 90%. And it's a perpetual problem that I witness day after day. So if we don't start changing the context of your beliefs, we are not going to change your life. So you might be asking me, okay, Tanya, well, how how do you do that? Well, it's simple. We have a program called Restore Me, and it is going through a five-week process that unravels all of this stuff for our clients, they get to really look in the mirror as to what has happened, why they think the way they do. Now, I'm probably telling you all of this a little bit early because we're not opening this program again this year until, um, well, actually, we're not opening it at all again this year. It's going to open January next year. I think about the 15th, we'll get the dates when they're ready. Um, But changing the context of your life will change how you make all of your decisions moving forward. Now, this is the problem. Once again, if you do not change your context, you do not change your stories, how you live on autopilot, your habits, then you're just going to make the same mistakes over and over again. No one wants to do that. I know I certainly don't want to. I've spent many, many years evolving and trying to really look at my issues. I'm the first to say by no means am I anything but broken at the end of my marriage and I needed to put all the pieces back together. But not just that, I'd I'd fully been trained to be 
the wife, the mother, the daughter, the person that I was. And divorce became for me a time of oh, enlightenment. There's no doubt about it. It was like a restart. It was like I could just go, right, well, I've gone through these last 22 years of marriage and this was the person I was. It's now time for me to be a better person and I need to stand up and I need to look at what went wrong and I need to now change that so that I don't make these same mistakes again. And that come back to me doing such a lot of work in the context area. So hopefully this has made sense for you. I'm going to talk about this over the next few weeks because it's so critically important. You can change the content of your life, but you must change the context to really succeed. All right, my darling people, it was so lovely talking to you again this week and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.